0: Amen. I'm so thankful for Philip uh, being flexible. He said, where are we going to meet this week? I said, I don't know. I'll let you know. And then we had about four options, and here we are today. Also, you get to see John David. Can we clap for John David doing all of our video stuff? And Mr. Benford. Mr. Benford's with us too. Usually usually j d. gets stuck up there in the uh the crow's nest in the sanctuary, but here today he's front and center he can't fall asleep on us today all right no he, he <laughs> that's right he 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 and if you don't tune in to all the videos that uh, that we're putting out, I know uh, he meets with mark. Uh, every week, Mark has a good video that's on there, has some great testimonies. Um, last week's video, uh, the message John David led uh, was great. There's a testimony at the front of that if you go back and watch it about our His School ministry. And so I encourage you to to uh, keep up with those things um, and uh, check out the, the the message from last week. Uh, John David's was on uh, uh, parenting. It was a good, uh, just a family, so you could check that out uh, on our website. If you do not get text messages, um, and I'm going to pick on my friend Troy, all right? I'm not picking on Trina, all right? I'm not going to mess with Trina, but I'll mess with Troy. Troy came today. He didn't know we had a pipe burst. Um, And so Troy needs today, I'm going to turn his phone number into Amanda. If you didn't get a text message about the work days and whatnot, Amanda, uh, does. let's clap for Amanda too, all right? She does a good job. She, she sends out updates. You're going to want to get those updates uh, in the coming weeks about the work days, but also just about the, the, the changes maybe in times or locations of the different ministries. So if you haven't got those, it means that maybe you're not on the list or we have the wrong number. Uh, maybe you blocked our phone number, so, so you, can, you can figure that out. Uh, let me just tell you, as, as we get to the message this morning, um, we have insurance. Uh, on the, on our buildings and properties. Um, I don't know if it's good or bad insurance. All right, it's insurance. We'll find out as, as we go. Um, but there, there was a great cleanup effort that took place. I'm thankful. I am thankful for my dad. Uh, when we were number 91 on the list, is that right, Philip? Um, I, we were able to call, um, Uh, My dad and a couple of his uh, crews to come in and help get the the water out of here. And and I'm thankful for him stepping in and helping us with that. Um, But if you would like to give to uh, getting our building back up, there's been some folks that have asked about that. You could do that online. Uh, We also have our offering box or you can mail it to the church. And so uh, we will uh, get everything back going. Um, We. We have a future planning committee that has been working the last year or so on a, like a five and ten year plan uh, to to uh, uh, kind of update some of our facilities already, and so here we are with that kind of uh, with an opportunity to 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 talk about that. So in about two weeks, in fact, two weeks from today, let's just let's just plan on this as a church family having a meeting. Okay, so. T- I don't know if what we're going to talk about in two weeks, but we'll give you an update two weeks from today, kind of where we are on the the, the refurbishing of of our our uh, burst pipes. Okay, can we agree with that? All right, two, you, everybody, hear that as an announcement in two weeks. We'll have an update after the the morning service. Okay, I had to say that to just so if there's something we need to uh, formally uh, talk about, we can do that at that time. Um, so. Prayer for our church. I appreciate it. And uh, uh, if you have a Bible, uh, Matthew chapter 4 this morning. Matthew chapter 4 is what we're going to look at. I had a few ideas about what to share. And, um, and I'll, I have to start with confession. Uh, confession of this. Um, my family and I, um, w- during this cold spell... We were in Florida, all right? So that's my confession this morning. We had a, yeah, some of you are like, oh, we're getting rid of this guy today, right? <laughs> I, we were in f- record-breaking temperatures in Texas. My family, we had a trip planned to Florida to go to Disney World. We went to Florida to Disney World, and we missed whatever y'all went through. I heard it was cold, all right? We came back, as, as it was still cold when we came back, um, but we... We were so thankful for that, and I'm just going to say I, I'm I'm sorry that I missed out on joining you in the cold. But our family was really blessed this last week. We had a we had a great trip, uh, and it was a lot of fun and uh, made some great memories. Um, in on our trip, we got to do a bunch of different rides, and one of the rides that we did, if you've ever been to Disney World, they're all off of um, uh, Disney movies. Is the uh, uh, little Mermaid ride, all right? The Little Mermaid ride, you get in this little seashell and you go through this tunnel, if you've ever been there, and it has a bunch of computer animation and the the fish are dancing and singing and you're, you're, you're kind of like, oh, this is pretty neat. Well, you get to a place where the fish look real. The fish, I was, I was looking, I was like, man, it really looks like that's an aquarium back there. It really looks like those fish are real. And so the whole time... Oh, I'm sorry, Finding Nemo. Okay, but it's fine. Finding Nemo, fish movie, one of those fish movies. The dancing fish and the singing fish, all right? It's, they're, all, they're, they're the same, kind of. We get, to the, we get through this ride, and I'm, I'm just watching. I'm thinking, you know, man, this, this is real. They did a good job. Not only did it look real, it looked like a real aquarium back there. And so we get to the end of the ride, and guess what? It was a real aquarium that we had gone through. And I was amazed at that. I was like, wow, I didn't even know they had an aquarium here. And so we got to look at all the fish. And my kids love wildlife. They love the zoo. They love the animals and learning about them. And, uh, Eli could tell you facts about all kinds of animals. Um, and so the aquarium was, was awesome for us to walk through. And they had turtles and dolphins, manatees, all kinds of fish and they were in different aquariums. So you had some that were small and some that were larger that you could, you could walk that were, you know, as, as large as, as several uh, swimming pools put together. But they were aquariums. And so as I was thinking about the message today and as I'm, we're going to look at this text, I want us to, to understand this. There's a big difference in going fishing in an aquarium and going fishing at the lake or the ocean. Amen? Right? you ever been to Bass Pro Shop and they have the big bass in there and sometimes they do demonstrations and show you the, the different lures, it would, be, it would be foolish for me to go to Disney World, right, and to, to, to go through the line and then get out my rod and reel and start trying to fish in those big aquariums, right? People would, would ask me to leave Disney World. They would say, you can't do that here. You can't fish in this aquarium. An aquarium is much different than the ocean or the lake. The, the, the fish that you see are in an artificial environment they uh, they're, they're, the water's just right and they're they 're fed a different diet and they 're in captivity and to go truly fishing is to go out where you can 't control all of those variables right The fish can run away from you or swim away from you or not take the bait or go and hide from predators this morning we 're looking at fishermen we 're going to come back circle back to that idea of fishing in an aquarium versus fishing in the sea. Over in Matthew chapter 3, Matthew chapter 3, I I might have said Matthew chapter 4, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 4, yes, Matthew chapter 4. Pardon me on that. Matthew chapter 4, verse 18. One of my favorite passages, so simple and yet so interesting. It says, as Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, He saw two brothers, Simon, called Peter, and his brother Andrew. And they were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will make you fishers of men. At once they left their nets and followed him. All right, a little bit further, a little bit later there in the text, they're going to go call a couple more brothers there. But Jesus, in his ministry, chose to first call his first disciples, and they were fishermen. And I've dwelled, dwelt on this and thought about this. Why in the world you can pick anybody of any profession, of any uh, uh, schooling, people that were more, maybe more respected, people that had the ability maybe to read and write better than these fishermen. And yet Jesus' first disciples were fishermen. And he says a, a quote there. He, he, says, he says, come and follow me. There's an invitation. And he says, I will make you fishers of men. I will make you fishers of men. Church, this morning, as, as we look at the last week in our community, in, in our church, in our facilities here, and as we gather in just a really neat worship environment this morning and celebrate that the Lord is still good, Church, we are called to be fishers of men, amen? We are called not to be fishers of men in an aquarium. We are called to be fishers of men in the sea. And so as we talk about that this morning, there's a few things I want us to to remember about being fishers of men. First of all, if you go back to that idea of an aquarium, an aquarium is going to be shallow water. It's going to be artificial it's, it's going to give you, if you have a, an aquarium, it's going to give you the sense of being in control. And it's going to give you a lot of comfort. And as we look at God's call to be fishers of men, it's not God's call to be fishers of an aquarium, right? We're not called to live in a little bubble where we are followers of Jesus and we get to control everything around us. You know, one of the things I think that God is teaching us as a church is that there are some things we can't control, right? Today, none of us could control what us meeting in this in this space. It's just an opera, it's, It just is what happened. Here we are. There are things out of our control. When we look at an aquarium idea, it's this idea that we are in control of what what goes on. It's shallow. It's artificial. And it's comfortable. Out in the sea, it's unpredictable, it has unseen potential, and it has limitless possibilities. Here's number one this morning about being a fisher of men. Number one is the world is not perfect, and fishing for men is messy. The world is not perfect in fishing for men. Being a fisher of men, being a follower of Jesus who goes and and fishes for men like Jesus' first disciples is messy you ever been around people they're messy you ever gotten to hear their story it's messy your story is messy what do i mean by messy i mean there's more to it there's more to ministering to people than them just looking good and and being good and having it all together when you, when we are fishers of men it means that god calls us to get our ha- hands dirty in ministry being a fisher of men means understanding that the world is not perfect when you look at the the people that God has called you to minister to if you're a follower of Jesus you're called to be a fisherman so when you look at your world sometimes it's easy to look at it and say you know what I bet that person would come to church to me come come to church with me right I bet that person would be, it would be easy to talk to God with and the truth is this, when you go fishing, if you're and, and, and fishing today is much different than fishing with these guys, right? And probably we don't have any professional fishermen who go and do the, the big nets in the, in the ocean. But fishing today for most of us is going out to the lake or to the ocean and throwing a lure in or throwing some bait in and, and reeling it in with a rod and reel. Much different than what they, uh, what they experience there. But when you go fishing, you go out there, and you're going you're gonna to go out into the, to the lake or into the ocean. You can't control the environment, right? You can, you can leave, but you can't control. You can't say, you know what, today I want it to be a perfect, non-windy day. It just doesn't happen. And so as we understand our call to be fishers of men, we need to understand this, that the world is not perfect, when you go and you share the gospel with people, it's not going to be a perfect, a perfect person that you're dealing with. They're going to have things in their life, sin in their life. They're going to have mistakes in their life. And here's the other side. You're going to have mistakes in your life. And you're not going to be a perfect fisherman because you're not a perfect person. One of the truths I see ab- about Jesus picking fishermen is that they, were un- they understood that the world wasn't perfect. They understood that every time they went fishing, they didn't catch fish. Look back at some of the other stories that Jesus showed up when they hadn't caught fish all night long, and then Jesus says, hey, why don't you throw it on the other side of the boat, right? I mean, I'm sure they had experienced days and, and nights where they didn't catch anything. It's not going to be perfect. The world is not perfect, and fishing for men is messy. Number two... There are many things out of our control. There are many things out of our control. If you think about a fisherman, when, they throw, when you throw a lure into the water, you can't control that fish to grab a hold of it, right? You can make it look, and you know, the, the speed or the smell or the size or the shape or the color. You can do all those things, but you can't make that fish bite a lure or bite a hook. You could try everything and every tactic, but it's all up to that fish grabbing a hold of the line. When we are fishers of men, here's the truth this morning we can't control how God works. There's so much out of our control. The the call is not to go and to capture people, right? I'm glad he didn't use hunters for this example, right? To go go and, and hunt down people, he used fishermen. Go and and, and, and put it out there and, and, and bring them to the Lord, not, not go out there and shoot them down and bring them to the Lord, right? He said, go and be fishers of men, bring them to the Lord. Come follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. There's a lot of things being a fisher of men that are out of our control. You can't control, when you share the gospel with somebody, you can't control if they're going to listen to you or ridicule, ridicule you. You can't control if they're going to turn their heart to Jesus today or if they're going to turn their heart away from Jesus for the next five or ten years. You can't control if they're if, if, when you hand them a New Testament, if they're going to take that New Testament and throw it in the trash. There's so many things that you can't control. The only thing that you have is your obedience to when the Spirit leads you to be a fisher of men. In church this morning, my encouragement to you, my challenge to us is that we would understand this, no matter what's going on, that's our job to be fishers of men. That's our job to present the gospel to people, to share the hope of Jesus with people. There's people all around us that that need the hope of Jesus, and our job is to continually offer them the hope of Jesus, to continually be the light at our workplace, in our family, with our friends, with our neighbors. There are many things that are out of our control. The fishermen knew knew that when they followed Jesus, and we need to know that today as we're fishers of men, as followers of Jesus. Number three is you never know, you never know what you're going to catch. You never know what you're going to catch. I remember uh, growing up doing a lot of fishing, and um, and I remember fishing with uh, with some friends one time, and and uh, uh, my, my friend threw out. Uh, uh, his his line, we were catching just little bitty perch, sunfish. And the the uh, the dad said, well, there, that's all that's in there, just a bunch of perch. And I remember him reeling in a great big old catfish, right? Well, that wasn't just all that was in there. There was obviously a gr- one great big old catfish. When you go fishing, you never know. That's I think that's kind of the thrill of fishing. You go fish and you never know. Maybe this is the day I'm going to catch the big one, right? That kind of keeps you going as a, as a fisherman. You never know what you're going to fish or what you're going to catch as a fisherman. As a fisher of man, of men, you never know. Church, we never know when the time is going to be right for somebody to respond to the gospel. We never know how, how God is going to even use a week like this where people have been without power, without water, without electricity, without um, all the, 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 the food, and, and maybe their job is shut down. You never know how God maybe even will use a time like this for somebody's life to be upended, for them to be ready to respond to the gospel of Jesus. We are called as a church, if we don't get anything right, we're called to be a people who are continually fishing for people. Jesus' call here to the disciples, come and follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. If you've answered that call to follow Jesus, that means you've turned your life to Jesus. In your life, you've come to a place where you said, I want the salvation that comes with Jesus. I'm going to be forgiven of my sin through Jesus, and I'm going to be a disciple of Jesus. If you've made that decision, you are called to be a fisher of men, not somebody back to the aquarium. Not somebody who gets an aquarium and just is comfortable with that. You can't, you can't do that as a follower of Jesus. You can't control everything. You can't be in your comfortable house with your little aquarium and your little space of the world and you put the fish that you want to have in your aquarium and you call that fishing for men. That's not what we're called to be. We're called to go into a messy world to neighbors who maybe use a different vocabulary than we do, to people at our workplace who maybe are against Christianity, to people in our family who years ago said they didn't want to have anything to do with God. And we're called to pray for those people and expect God to be turning their hearts to Jesus. How is it going to happen? Through the Spirit of God it's going to happen. So this morning, as, as we close with this message, there's two things. One is if you've never made it, if you've never answered that call, you know, the, Jesus shows up to this boat, and an actual fisherman, and that's their actual job. And, and, and he, he says, hey, you, you guys, leave what you have, leave your job, and come follow me. If you've never answered that call to follow Jesus this morning, find me right here at the front. I want to share with you what it means to follow Jesus in a personal relationship. And the second part is, if you are a follower of Jesus, how seriously are you taking your job of being a fisher of man? How how do you approach the people in your life? How do you approach the relationships that you have? Maybe there's some people this morning, as as we leave this place, There's some people on your heart that that you start praying for. God, help me, help me share the gospel with that person this week, somehow. You see, I don't have all the answers. I don't know the, the right words to say a lot of times, but I know this. God will help you have the right words to share. God will help you present the gospel clearly to a friend or a relative or a neighbor. But you have to have the idea that, hey, that's my job as a fisher of man. Let me pray for us. Lord, this morning I pray if there's somebody in here who's never answered that call to come and to follow you. That this morning they would respond by coming and just visiting with me as we close this service. This morning you put people on our hearts. People that are around us that we need to be actively pursuing and sharing the gospel with. Lord, don't let us be content with just an aquarium version of being a fisher of men, but let us be active in sharing our faith. Let us, let us go into our, 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 our workplaces, our schools, our, um, our community here in Santo, Lord, and let us proclaim the gospel and let you take it from there. Lord, I pray that as, as this group of people shares the gospel this week, that we would see a harvest, that we would see people that we never would have thought, people that have lots of problems in their life and they've made bad decisions. Lord, I I pray we would see people with all of those things come to know you personally through the group of people that's in this room. That you'd use this time that we're in this 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 um, upending of of our of our schedules yet again, Lord, as we look back this last year, all the all the change that's taken place, all the, the different things that we've faced as a, as a people in this time in history, Lord, maybe you're trying to plow up some hearts in a way that they will respond if they hear the message of Jesus. I pray that you would give us a passion for, for being a fisher of men today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.